You're listening to Creative Rituals with me, artist and illustrator Georgie Stewart. This is a new podcast about the daily habits of artistic life. Each week I'll be asking writers, artists, musicians and all kinds of creatives about how exactly they get down to it and make great work. How do artists plan their day to generate and protect their creativity? My guest this week is Sophie Wilde. Sophie is a conscious birth and pregnancy coach dedicated to guiding women to personal empowerment through transforming their relationship with themselves. She's also an experienced yoga teacher and holds the most restorative, connective women's circles. Sophie is deeply spiritual and lives a creative, conscious lifestyle both as an individual and a parent. I chatted to her about the role that creativity plays in her day-to-day. Could you talk a little bit about the work that you do and what job title would you use to describe yourself? Mm, a very good question. Um, as I find that it kind of ebbs and ebbs and flows, however, I'd say that I come under my name, Sophie Wilde, to start with. And I guess a birth a birth coach is how I have sort of titled myself over the past maybe three years, Um, but a a space holder, a circle holder. um, um, I always put mother first (laughs) Um, whenever I'm, whenever I'm talking in that, in that regards as well. And most recently um, I am leading a closing of the bones ceremony. So however you may kind of call that as a title, I don't know. And I work with, yeah, mainly mainly pregnant women, women conceiving, postpartum women, um, and women in general, mamas. Lovely. And yeah, because I saw, I've seen on your page a lot of recently about the closing of the bones. What exactly is that? What does it entail? Yeah, it's a really, really special ceremony. Um the particular ceremony that I've trained in comes from Ecuador, taught by an Ecuadorian um, woman, passed through my teacher, Japji, onto myself. Um, and it is, as she calls it, a ceremony of love. So you're really holding um, a loving space for a woman. Um, and this can be for a woman at any stage of her life, but it's very, it's used most heavily around postpartum and you use hands on massage and you use, uh, these rebozos, which are Mexican scarves to massage, um, massage the body and to wrap the body up. So it's all done on the floor and it takes about three hours in total from start to finish, as well as having that space to talk because you do other ceremonies too don't you to do with pregnancy like blessing ways it's so nice to sort of have Mm -hmm. ceremonies around around that time yeah it's so important I find um yeah mother blessings are held before the mother gives birth um and I do them on a group kind of setting for women to come and kind of experience that during their pregnancy with other pregnant mamas and I also do it as a private ceremony for women to have with their women um, and that can be any size that they 
yeah that they wish really yeah lovely and why do you feel so drawn to working with pregnant women Hmm. Yeah, really good question. I I think it all began when I was pregnant. <laughs> I've got two little ones. So I've got Aubrey, he's six, and Aurora, and she's nearly two. Um, and I started really to understand the meaning of being pregnant and giving birth and mothering and the preparation of all of that um, in a much more sacred and conscious way. Um, seven years ago I guess and it's really been an unfolding of just journeying through that twice um, and then working with women and I just I just think it's it's everything the way that the way that a woman feels and is held and is heard and is seen during this time of bringing life into the world you know um And it can be done in such a magical way that most people don't understand or have not just don't have the awareness of because of the way it's depicted in society, unfortunately. Yeah. And do you work with uh, women individually who are going through pregnancy or is it more sort of course based or how does it work? Yeah, uh, most recently, because I homeschool my two little ones, um, I have sort of cut back on doing as much uh, much of my courses because, uh, yeah, you're right, I, I, I do run or have run um, birth courses and also uh, working with women one-to-one. Um, but most recently, just giving that a little bit of a pause just so I can focus with my with my little ones and just continue with the the circles the ceremonies and the closing of the bones um but yes i i have um and probably i'm sure will do again in the future worked individually with women yeah and and couples as well you also run the most amazing women's circles i've been to lots of them could you talk a little bit about women's circles for anyone who might not be familiar with them what type of things happen there hmm yeah, thank you. Yeah, they're they're beautiful. Um and I've been running them maybe for uh seven or eight years now. Um and it's a space, a safe space, a confidential space, a supportive space, a nourishing space for women to come together and to be. Um and within that space we practice many different techniques um, and ceremonies together. So um, no one circle is the same necessarily, but uh, they tend to involve things such as guided meditations, yoga, dance, maybe cacao ceremony, um, journaling, relaxation, massage, maybe some singing, some chanting, connection, food share, um, yeah releasing in many different forms massage uh yeah all those those yummy things (laughs) (laughs) I love the ones I've been to when there's been a sound bath that's the most relaxing thing as well Mm. yeah yeah they are deeply healing yeah really relaxing yeah even the most simple exercises sometimes that you do even when you're opening the circle at the beginning and we go around and say 
on a scale of one to five how how we're feeling that day even Mm. that I found has been one of the most amazing things because a obviously when you know you say how are you to people and you go good thanks how are you (laughs) but it's like actually how are you and I've also found that because I've been to circles of yours where on some days I'm a five and some days I'm a one and it's always the people who are one that you actually feel more connected to in a way when you hear sort of what they're going through it's really special yeah I think being with other women and um and talking and listening um they're such valuable um practices and sometimes like you said we just have those sort of conversations that skim over things just in our daily kind of passings and it's actually when we just stop and actually find out that everyone's the same we're all going through the same emotions and we actually are more connected than we think and that validation I think really helps to reassure people and helps them to realize they're not they're not alone (laughs) it's so true the same goes for journaling is when you actually stop sit down and sort of put pen to paper and think what what's actually going on in my head that you actually get some answers whereas when you're just sort of going throughout your day on autopilot Mm. it's it's that isn't it you kind of it's almost as if you can be asleep and not really uh aware of what's going on internally yeah and I think a lot about what I do is about getting people to really connect inwards and to get out of the head to get out of the mind and to connect into the body and how can we find that stillness how can we let go of the thoughts and just tap into the moment yeah definitely and it's so funny because whenever I've left one of those days I've come home and my mum or Ted my mum especially would be like your face looks so open now like you you just seem so open and almost like glowing compared to how you were earlier oh I love that that's lovely yeah because you because you're mainly running them for pregnant women now do you think you'll go back to more general ones or are you loving the specifics of working within pregnancy right now who knows where things will <laughs> add and flow oh uh, yeah in a few weeks I'm going to be holding one for I, I called it like a wild mama circle um so I guess that's related more to motherhoods but can be for women at any stage of that whether they're wanting to conceive to become a mother one day whether they are a mother in the early stages or the late stages um I guess it feels very relevant to where I am in my life everything that I've offered has very much been about a feeling that I'm going through and something that feels like I can really relate to it um helps me to connect to it um but in terms of a generic women's one. Oh, I'm sure I will. <laughs> yeah, that was mainly from a selfish point of view. Because, I know. Yeah, I'm desperate to go to another one when I'm next home. Yes. What initially drew you to this line of work? Because I think you used to work in a corporate job in London, didn't you? And you've done sort of a complete 180 from that. Mm, yeah, good question. I did work in London. I worked. Uh, in events management lived a completely different life and it's funny because it almost does feel like a different life in many ways um um I think the catalyst for my change like everyone normally has some big sort of shift not everyone but 
for me and that was when I lost my mum and then I really kind of started to question everything in my life mm. again and look at different ways of doing everything I think because I was like wait what what is this life I think I'd just been kind of following the sheep and going along with what I was told I needed to do and didn't really know who I was amongst all of that conditioning um and so that kind of um whole that kind of earthquake kind of shook everything up and I think from there that's when I I think the first thing I really got into was yoga um and specifically initially it was the the meditation side of things the connecting to just the breath and slowing down and then tuning into my body and and then the kind of the 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 asanas the movement part came from there I started to to practice yoga more um, and then I did some training in 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 yoga over in India um came back and decided that I was going to teach teach yoga now um so I did that for a while and then I sort of whilst doing that um I was quite into learning about nutrition as well and um, so I studied as a health coach at the IIN school and um, was coaching as well as a health coach, as well as teaching yoga. And then, um, and then that kind of moved on to more of a self-love journey for myself and then in the way that I was teaching. Um, so the work that I was doing with the circles and the work that I was doing one-to-one -one became much more about that. Um, and then, like I said, it was when I fell pregnant with Aubrey that things kind of moved from there more specifically into uh, working with women through pregnancy and birth. That's the short answer. <laughs> yeah, I guess what you're saying about the catalyst with your mum as well, I guess this line of work is it's kind of a nice way for you to feel like you're connecting to her in a way. Would that be accurate? Yeah, I've become a lot more spiritually connected. Um, and that helps me to see, uh, just have, yeah, just have connection to, to, to more than what is. Um, and connection to, to guides, to faith, to the higher power, um, which has been um I'd say without that I don't know where I would be now yeah what does a typical working day look like for you now do you stick to a routine or is every day different um I only work on my business on a Monday now um and the rest of the days I'm with my children so every day is very different for me mm. nice and could you describe the environment of your workspace for me do you have a specific space that you work in so currently I I'm I'm out and about so I'll go and teach I still teach one yoga class uh, so I'll go out and teach that and then at the moment I'm going and um leading a closing of the bone ceremony on a mama and so at the moment I do that at their home so I'll travel to their home and then I'll set up the space and I'll do the ceremony and then I'll leave and then I'll normally come back to the children um I if I am in like more of a, a space that I need to be you know creating or sat sort of at my laptop or what have you I would 
at the moment that looks a bit like sitting in my bedroom with the pop-up desk um just purely because of the space and just moving away from any noise downstairs with the kids and things um but the the vision is to have a cabin in the garden um and that to sort of um weave in a workspace um and a space that I can hold my clothing of the bones um and any one-to-ones and also almost like a little bit of a red tent for me to just go and be and kind of escape to (laughs) yeah I think it's so important to have that little little sanctuary almost that you can escape to but the yoga class you mentioned I've been to that one and that is such a gorgeous space in it's in a conservatory so when you're lying on your back in shavasana or whatever pose and you can see the clouds floating above you it's so gorgeous it's really yeah it's a really magical space it's a beautiful like orangery that backs onto her wild garden so at the moment if the weather's nice and the doors are open she's got like a water feature outside you can really connect to all the elements it's beautiful lovely and your and the barn that you do um circles in is has a really lovely energy in that room yeah yeah very lucky to have that space uh it's a really beautiful it's really cozy in there Mm, it is yeah it's lovely yeah it's really nice and my dream as well to have uh, a yurt I love yurts to be able to hold space in a yurt um, they're so versatile as well the different things you could do in a yurt yeah exactly yeah big big fire in there like a little fire pit you could have um yeah the sides open or closed yeah yeah nice. you could do yoga as well in there yeah exactly are there any specific things you do to get you in the right headspace for creative work, maybe before a circle or if you're planning one of your calls or courses, any little things you do like sounds, smells, maybe something you eat or drink or wear that makes you think, okay, I'm in creative mode now? Yeah, I think something simple that I do before, I mean, I, I did it before this this call, for example, is just to it doesn't need to take long at all, is just to sit, close my eyes, take a deep breath and just sigh a breath out. And I often just will place my hand on my heart, maybe one hand over my womb and just connect into those spaces in my body. And then I'll ask to be guided um, to receive everything that I need to receive and for anyone else who is in that space to receive everything that they need to receive. So I'll, I'll always do that before, before um, anything, uh, like you mentioned, um, that's very short and sweet. Um, but typically I adore connecting to nature and I find that that's my way to really just tap in to... Um, to my creativity, to to me, to my rhythm, to to um, to my kind of intuition. So I like to go out into the woods and just be with the trees. <laughs> and is there a certain time of day when you feel most inspired to create? Hmm. I think it's just any time I have a loan. <laughs> I think as a mother, um, it's slim pickings when you have two kids. <laughs> yeah so that will most often be first thing in the morning or last thing at night um I, I'm generally better in the morning than in the evening but often you'll find me 
on the bathroom floor, sitting up against the wall, uh, you know, late at night, suddenly getting a spark of creativity where I suddenly just get downloads and everyone's asleep in the house and it's dark and I'm there just scribbling on paper, writing down, I'm going to put together my next circle. Um, so it has to be still, um, stillness um, that helps me, yeah, to find that space. Um, I love... I love an early morning dawn, you know, before everything wakes. That that often feels like the most uh, kind of relevant time to 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 be in that space, or or when the sun's setting. I love sunrises and sunsetting. I guess making that effort as well to get up for dawn. It's again that being alone that um, you can't be bothered at that time when no one else is awake. Mm. Yeah. And in that hour of the day when you're feeling your most creative, what are you dedicating that time to? What are you doing? So are you, is it more sort of ideas based, like planning or? I, if I, I mean, I, at the, at the moment, I don't have a morning, um, a morning ritual, but for, for years, and I'm sure it, it ebbs and flows. Um, I, I very much had a morning ritual, morning practice where I would get up before anyone and I would ground my feet onto the earth. I would take some breaths of fresh air out outside and I would come in with my, you know, warm pint of ginger water or whatever and just sit and connect to my breath and breathe and meditate. And then after that, I would maybe journal and then I would move my body. And my movement is very as I feel going with the flow, it could be some kind of yoga stretches and then it's often shaking and dancing and releasing. Um, and so once that's happened or within that, that tends to be when, yes, maybe some ideas will come up or normally being a Virgo, I like to write everything down. So I do like my lists. I do like to have a plan. Um, and so that would probably come out in that time as well. Yeah, I'm a list fanatic. I think I spend literally most of my time making lists. Yeah, I'm similar. I have to have a list on the go or else. So you mentioned your morning rituals there. Do you have a, any evening rituals? Yeah, I love to lie back over my bolster in my bed and just let my spine unravel. <laughs> um, I like to hang my legs up and just let the blood flow down my body. Um, and sometimes some little stretches around that as well. Yeah, sometimes I'll journal in my kind of wild wisdom book um, as I'm quite connected to my cycle, menstrual cycle. Yeah, I've recently, since January, got into tracking my cycle. Mm. Um, well, because it's the first time I've had a natural cycle because I've been on contraception, I guess, for the last 10 years, and but now I'm tracking it naturally. And it's actually just the most empowering thing. It's something so simple, but to know where you are and what's going on in your body. I can't believe I used to celebrate not having a period. It's crazy. It really is. Yeah. And I would say for me, I mean, a lot of my work has actually been working with the womb. Um, and I've actually done some womb wisdom courses as well in the past. And um, as in led them. And for me, I I really feel at home and I really feel 
connected to my creativity when I'm connected to my womb space because I really believe that's the source of all creation all, cre- all creativity all creation you know everything stems every human being every idea comes from that space so um that's been a really big part of my journey actually yeah and they say don't they that during your bleed you're your most intuitive during that time oh gosh I would say if I which is why I want to create this cabin and have a red tent because I believe it's so so nourishing for a woman to hold herself um, during her winter if she can and I think one of the most inspiring times I've had ever in my life is when I took myself off uh, during my winter during my bleed to just be alone for for two or three days um and gosh, like the downloads I was having, the connections, vision. Really? So red tent, that is a space held for women when they're in their winter. Is But is that by yourself or is it with other women or how does that work? What's what's the red tent? I think, um, I think going back centuries ago that they would gather in this space uh, in circle, you know, women would bleed um women would menstruate and be together I think when you lived in those communities you know when you're sometimes living with other women and you all end up on your period at the same time like things sink so often the women might sort of be there bleeding together and you hold one another I think for me it would be a space for me to go to 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 spend time in when I'm bleeding I've got a daughter Aurora and it would be amazing to introduce that to her and maybe we go down there together or maybe I invite sisters down there who are bleeding as well and we just kind of you know get creative I want a bath in there and I want a bed in there you know all that kind of stuff so it can be a safe little sanctuary um to just drop in and be still and be in nature as well I thought that's such a lovely thing for you to look forward to with Aurora to sort of share that together and it's something I've thought about if I have a daughter in the future of making it into a ritual um you know Mm -hmm. when she starts when her winter first comes because I feel like when I was that age, I was just kind of taught, here's a tampon, and then it was never mentioned again. And I don't think, obviously, I live like you, I just have brothers. So yeah. I don't think I mentioned, like, I ever mentioned it again in my house. Yeah. And I had such a negative yeah, relationship with it until the last year. Yeah. When it's it's become something that I... I don't know I, I I couldn't imagine not being connected to it now and it, like I said it it makes me feel so in tune with myself knowing what's going on with my body and thinking about that and I don't blame anyone because I think obviously in terms of like my parents or whatever it's obviously just their conditioning of what mm-hmm. normal to not um, go into it massively but it's something that I think I uh, yeah like like you say I'm I'm excited for when I have a daughter and sort of making it not into something that you dread or be embarrassed about but something that you know every second person on the planet goes through exactly yeah, yeah. it's really important part of of our, of our whole family I think and for the children even though they're so young to understand and to be normalized and even for Aubrey as a boy to see it as something really normal he sees you know my blood he understands what a period is he understands the different seasons I have a little uh, sort of season clock that um that that is often just like pinned onto the fridge or something and it just shows the different 
seasons and kind of my emotions throughout those seasons and what kind of state I might be or what mummy might need help with or when's the best time to speak to mummy and also for for partners you know for for James to know to know where I'm at because it really affects your relationships and how you know how to sort of uh, navigate your relationships best around your cycle it's so true like your your needs are different at different points because for me my day one and day two I'm I'm almost completely debilitated not to sound dramatic but I'm in that much pain sometimes or I'm so wiped out that I you know I can't really cook dinner I've not really got it in me so and I'm really lucky because I guess like James with Ted he's uh, interested in willing to learn like where I'm at and how he can help me at certain different times which is I think yeah like you say that for a relationship to work communication around those kind of things is key absolutely yeah and it's empowering for everyone I think especially if the masculine can can honor that and uh you know you honor each other and that's how I feel personally relationships can can thrive most yeah for sure so you've got two gorgeous children Aubrey and Aurora are there any rituals that you share with the kids that they're a part of and you like to do together Mm. I mean, both of them, especially Aubrey, he's often woken up and sort of seen me on on waking, sitting there in the middle of like a meditation or a ritual. So it's been a normal part of his kind of um, life from from get go, really, to see me just in that space and that'd be very normalised for him. And he would just come over and sit with me and maybe have some some breast milk when he was younger and just sort of you know continue with yoga with him so I've always um practiced that in and around the children we don't have a set routine or anything that we do every morning but sometimes um you know we'll sit and do a little meditation we'll sit and do some yoga together we'll sit in a little circle I'll get my oracle cards out and we'll you know we'll pick them out um, I think something that I've always done with the children is to get them out onto in, into nature, to get them out on walks, um, to keep them away from the screen as much as possible, and just uh, let them let them be free wild kids. I think. Yeah, that's when they're at the best, isn't it? Because I mean, I definitely don't have as much experience as you, but I used to nanny, and you know, the kids would be lovely. And then I would find, honestly, as soon as they had any like an hour on the screen, they would turn like bratty. It's crazy. Mm. But it well, it's I guess it's like a drug, isn't it? That's mm. it, it. Well, it is a drug. Um, and then as soon as you sort of wean them off it, they're back back to being their lovely self. <laughs> Absolutely. I think one thing actually that we do do every day is dance. Um, and um, I think that comes so naturally to children, especially my two. So. Uh, James is massively into like his music he does some DJing so he always picks some epic tunes and often they will come on in the morning and um, we'll have like little kitchen raves um, sometimes actually Aubrey even will like pick some songs so that's yeah I love that little ritual. And do you find being around them makes you a more creative person? Yeah I think uh, children just remind us of uh, who we are I think they help us to really um, remember to to just be with what 
what's in that moment and um you know their imagination is is endless it's so it's so encouraging it's so refreshing to just see the things that they come up with the things that come out of their mouths and 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 what they what they do with with their bodies with their expressions with their drawings with their you know with with the things that come out of their mouth um and I think that yeah that definitely definitely helps you sometimes you go into reality and you remember oh gosh I'm actually not with my children anymore I probably need to uh be at more adult life but actually luckily that doesn't happen too much (laughs) yeah kids drawings I I find so much inspiration in them because they're just so free I think as we get older drawings is kind of a good analogy but we start worrying is this a good drawing and try to make it perfect whereas they just scribble it down kind of how they go through life as well they just do rather than think yeah um I think yeah just it's inspiring to sort of try and come to life with the curiosity and excitement of a child they get so excited by everything if I'm running a a workshop and it'll just be you know some crayons on a piece of paper and they'll go mental like oh my god and yeah we lose that don't we yeah 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 I mean it's important for me we have like I call it like the arts and crafts area in the in the like a little conservatory playroom that we've got just so that everything's everything's there everything's out they can just help themselves to to stuff and it's just um yeah it's it's lovely to just have that and just allow that kind of freedom to explore and express themselves yeah lovely and equally it must be important for you to carve out little pockets of time for yourself and um, you know, for your rituals of your own things like that how hard is it to create that space for yourself when you have little ones around it's definitely more challenging but I think the journey that I've been on I've realized how important it is and I've realized that it's not a selfish act and that I feel the confidence and courage to ask for that time when I need it and James is really respectful of that and we've got that mutual kind of understanding of it together so I I think that and and it varies as well sometimes it will be a day that I'll take off to go and you know go on my cousin's day in nature retreat like I did the other day for example or it will be half an hour for me to just go out and have a walk or it could literally just be 10 minutes to hop in the bath before the others will join me or less than that you know and I think it's just remembering that rituals and that time doesn't necessarily need to be hours or even an hour on the yoga mat and finding you know getting everything perfect it's just about just more moments and adding all those small moments up even just yeah just breathing for a minute (laughs) Absolutely. You get in the car, the kids are in the back of the car, you just take a moment to breathe before you set off. Yeah, definitely. How important do you think it is to dedicate time in your day to creative acts that are not related to your work? And what might these be for you? I think it's um, important. If, For example, if I don't uh, get out into nature and go on a walk, I often feel a little bit like... Um, not me <laughs> I feel a bit lost um so that's something that's that's important to me um even for example getting out in the morning and just taking my bare feet onto the grass that's a really important kind of ritual for me 
Yeah, I love that. I I have that here with the sand, just stepping on the beach in my bare on my bare feet. Um, it's, well, it is called grounding, isn't it? Whether you're on earth, sand, and yeah, that's exactly what it does. It, it grounds you. It really does. Yeah, I mean, at the moment, I'm loving just getting my hands in the soil and getting out into the garden, growing things and vegetables and flowers and plants with with the children and a ritual I have before a circle is to create an earth altar so something I'll always do before before that is just go out into into the wild into the garden and just pick flowers pick wildflowers and uh and take offerings up and just just create uh, some little altar and I love that it really helps that's so special I guess that can that must change season to season as well what kind of things you're putting on the altar yeah absolutely yeah um and that's beautiful as well and sometimes you know just doing that <clears throat> doing that at home um with the kids as well I think with the grounding and the and the earth thing as well I think it's been proven that sort of I mean I'm gonna completely butcher the science of this but um that the negative ions that um we absorb through technology it's like the antidote to that so when you go and sort of almost plug yourself into the earth outside it's like those ions are then released Mm. I'll have to look that up and back that up but I'm pretty sure that's that's true that's how it feels anyway (laughs) yeah that's enough for me and it's just reminding, you know, when you have children, it's just it's just doing do it. They learn, or we I learn anyway by seeing by 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 being amongst my surroundings. So even if they're not coming out and doing that, but they're seeing me go and do that every morning. And I might say to them, Oh, do you want to come outside? And they might say no for six days in a row, but on the seventh day they say yes and they come outside. And they do everything that I do, or they follow a few little things and they they they, they kind of join in with a few things. That that's that's everything. I guess that's a really powerful way of doing it as well, inviting them or just showing them that that's what mummy likes to do rather than saying, you've got to go and do this now so it becomes a chore. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Well, I think we'll just end with some quick fire questions. First thing you do when you wake up? Ground my feet onto the earth. Last thing you do before you go to sleep? Dangle my feet in the air. And finally, why is living a creative life important to you? It helps me to live an authentic life that is meaningful and purposeful. Love that. Thank you so much, Soph. Aww, thank you. That was lovely. Lovely conversation. I'm feeling very creative now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually going to go for a walk in the woods um, with Monty. Oh, joy. If you want to hear more from Sophie, you can find her on Instagram at underscore Sophie underscore wild and you can find me at Georgie Stewart Illustration. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love for you to share it with a friend or anyone who might find it interesting. Thank you for listening to Creative Rituals.